All right, what's happening, people? Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. And I know I say that every guest, every week about every guest, but this person actually is. He's one of the co-founders of the popular software Circle, which is used by, he'll tell us the numbers, but a lot of online course creators out there. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Andrew Gatormson. Did I get it? Wow, that perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Awesome. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing really well. I've I've been looking forward to us uh, chatting, so I've just been been pumped for this. Awesome. Well, even before we get into circle, let's let the listeners know a little bit about you personally, Andrew. Who are you? Where are you from? Um, what did you do before the circle game? Yeah. So you know. Today I'm I'm the co-founder and chief revenue officer at uh, Circle. Uh, before that, though, you know, we started Circle, gosh, four and a half years ago. And uh, before that, came from a course platform called Teachable. Spent uh, oh. five years there uh, and was one of the early uh, team members and executives there. Uh, actually, it's where I met my co-founder Sid. Uh, you know, who you know, we started Circle together. Um, and so, uh, yeah, spent five years at at teachable and now uh going on on five at circle as well okay tell us the circle story how did it start why did it start uh yeah probably those two yeah so um you know the we really loved the course space i think when we started when we started uh circle we actually had just got done uh we we sold teachable teachable was acquired um really good outcome uh, you know, one of my closest friends was at uh, Teachable. He was the CEO there. His name was Encore. Um, we were kind of figuring, you know, our our time at Teachable is is going to come to an end soon, trying to figure out what's next. And, um, you know, Sid had left at that point and I uh, had then left. And, you know, I was thinking, we're, we got to do something. Um, you know, we really like this space, but we wanted... Uh, to create this community experience, right? And we were kind of done with courses actually at the time. You know, we had just spent five years kind of in that space. And, you know, one of the things that we always realized when we were working with course creators, and at that point, gosh, there were probably about 40,000 uh, customers when we were at Teachable who were course creators. We noticed that if you looked at the top folks, the ones who were doing really well, they had the best kind of like retention, the most revenue, the happiest customers and students, the people who kept coming back and buying, not just the first course, but the second course. If you looked at the ones who were really making a splash kind of like out in the space, they didn't just have a course. They also had this community experience mm. and the community experience could oftentimes be, we're doing office hours. We're doing kind of like live cohort-based course experiences. We're bringing in experts to chat, and but people were going on this journey together. And if you looked at the top ones, they had a community experience, but they were using like a Facebook group or they were using maybe a Slack uh, group for their community. Um, or uh, maybe they were using like group chats. And, and what we realized is there was this gap, which was essentially at the time. And, and now it's so almost ubiquitous. There's so many different tools and platforms, but at the time there weren't really course platforms that had community experiences inside the course platform. And so what we thought was, what if we go, we'll start a company that just creates the community 
kind of experience that it's almost like a widget that you could then take and put inside of any course platform. And so, you know, Circle is so different now. Now, you know, Circle is everything. It's the course platform. It's the community experience. It's the workflows, automations, reporting, everything. But at the time, it was just this little widget. And that's how, you know, Circle was was started. Was we're going to build this little widget and actually partner with the different course platforms. Mm, yeah, I remember that at the time as well, because I'm... Um... You might not like this, but I'm a big Facebook group guy. So all the yeah. I've got kind of two big Facebook groups in the different niches that I'm in. Um, and what I kind of, and I'll just give some context here. So my main online course business is a business called Fitness Education Online. Sure. And we sell courses for personal trainers. Big Facebook group, biggest in the world for, for personal trainers, right? Um, yeah. And then I was yeah. like, you know what? Let me also start one up for course creators as well. So I created, you know, Facebook group for online course creators. And there were a lot of questions that would come up in the course creator Facebook group, which was similar to, hey, I want to have a community. And the kind of thing, the kind of thing at that stage anyway, was like, hey, I want to have a community. And a lot of people, a lot of my customers don't want to be on Facebook. You know, I've got a Facebook group. I'm on Facebook. That's fine. Um, But a lot of my students and my customers don't, they hate Facebook. This is a couple of years ago when Facebook had a really bad reputation as well. You know, they were like, hey, we don't want to get on, on Facebook. And then in that course creator group, there were just all these, comp- oh, go circle, go with circle, go with circle. And that's where I first kind of came across circle. It was just like the alternative to the Facebook group, essentially. And that sounds pretty consistent. That's essentially how it started, right? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, they almost put this false narrative on on us when we were starting circle that we were like very anti-Facebook groups. Oh. And it's actually not that. Um you know, I'm all for Facebook groups. And mm. by the way, Facebook groups is probably the the biggest community platform that exists, right? You know, in mm. theory. And so um, it's more so just it's a really big pie and there are different types of community experiences for different use cases. And so, you know, for us, kind of our wedge into the market was, you know, my, much more niche and specific than it is now. Like now we have 10,000 customers, you know, everybody from like solo creators to the biggest brands in the world and everything in between. At the time it was course creators, specifically mm-hmm. kind of like high-end course creators that were creating this like community experience and they wanted no distraction. They wanted it to look really sleek and fit mm-hmm. within their course platform. They wanted this kind of like polished branded experience. Mm. And it was because they were selling these very premium courses. And so uh, it kind of went, you know, consistently with that polished branded course experience that they were were selling. But that just, you know, that's kind of like one mm. wedge in. And so you'll notice a lot of the circle communities tend to be people who are oftentimes selling these like premium um experiences and that was kind of our our niche to start you know four years ago Mm, yeah it makes sense too because as much as i love facebook groups it's kind of like not as professional you know you go on there you're going to see my personal facebook as as the admin um i can go on there and get distracted by other things you know i can get banned from facebook i can probably get banned from circle as well i guess but it's probably harder to get banned from circle than not not from us Oh, there you, okay. you could ban somebody if you're running the community, uh, but we yeah. wouldn't ban you. There you go. You know, Facebook, you wake up one day and your, your account's banned. So, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, let us know about the next evolution then, Andrew. So it sounds like Circle started mainly as that community thing, but now it's an all-in-one. 
you know, you can host courses and tell us a bit about what it does. I know you can host courses, you can do the the marketing side of it, you can sell your products. Let us know maybe, yeah, the journey on how that happened and let us know also what Circle does now. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. So what we realized is that there was a really big shift in how these courses were being uh, delivered, especially premium courses, and also a big shift in what kind of became table stakes in the market for what was expected from from these courses. Mm. So the first thing we realized is that when you look at the best courses, a lot of them, they were offering these, these kind of community experiences. So as an example, you know, we, we call these signature gatherings, basically, like they would offer these like signature gatherings alongside of the course. And those are things, for instance, like live office hours, or I'm going to share something, you know, in the community, and then I'm going to get feedback on my work. Uh, or I'm going to bring in an expert, you know, each week, or we're going to do these, you know, hot seats where, you know, one person who's going through uh, the course maybe shares a problem with this other smaller group. And then everybody in the room just tries to solve that person's problem. But there are these like really fun kind of valuable experiences that were community based. The issue is that our product didn't really allow for that. Um, you know, being just a little community piece, we didn't have any control over the course experience. Mm. The course platforms didn't allow for that because they were just purely courses. They didn't allow you to do any of the community stuff. And we're like, this has to be a holistic experience all in one place rather than just kind of like tacking together this community piece, this course piece. It has to be holistically, you know, thought out. And so, you know, we built the, what we call it circle 2.0, uh, around that holistic kind of vision. Uh, and basically what we did is we looked at the, you know, five or 10 top uh, cohort based course kind of like builders that are, you know, on the planet. And, you know, a few of them were already using us in one form or another. And we basically just had tons of calls with them. We asked them, Hey, how are you hooking all these things together to, to run your course? Most of them were running courses that were anywhere from like $2 million to $10 million. A lot of times just one single course. Uh, and so we said, all right, let's build a product just for David and Tiago and Pat and Ann Lore and those first few customers. And Pat Flynn? Was it Pat Flynn? that was what's the Yeah, exactly. Pat Flynn would be one. Yeah. Awesome. And then what did those, what did those things, what did that build kind of look like when it was holistic? So really it, it lets you have things like private messages and DMing, beautiful member directory, automated workflows. So I could set up these really kind of nice onboarding experiences for new members. I might be able to have my kind of entry level, you know, digital product right there next to my premium course and set up a buyer journey so that they can, you know, buy the first product, but then the next product at the right time. It 
offered things like the ability for people to go live, you know, to a thousand people, you know, all at the same time and, and have a training, pull people up on stage with you and off stage. It let you have small little intimate groups of five people or 10 people. We call that live rooms. And so, you know, really what we wanted to, to avoid was being prescriptive because, you know, Jono, you might have a, a, a vision, right, for a membership experience or a course experience. And really, you know what the vision is. You just need the building blocks to kind of bring it all together in one holistic kind of town hall, let's say. Um, that's that's what we wanted to build from a product perspective. Awesome. So with that, and just so I can get my head around this and for the listeners as well, you want the experience to be really good inside the course. But Circle also does, can help with the marketing as well, right? Like say if someone signs up to Circle, they can set up their sales pages, they can connect their Stripe, they can set up um, sales automations. Circle does all that too? A lot of it. So, you know, the the really powerful thing that, you know, Circle does is there's a workflow, it's called Workflows. And imagine, you know, you were a community manager. You'd have to be in there running the community day in, day out, engaging, messaging members, all of that. You still have to do that, of course. But we built this workflows feature, which is almost like Zapier, where there's triggers and actions, you know, based oh, on wow. if this person does this thing in the community, then we send them this note or a DM, or we unlock access to this thing over here. And you can create, you know, leaderboards from that. And you know, add kind of badges to people's profiles. You can have them take an action and then give them access to some special area for, you know, VIP members. You know, it's really limited by kind of how creative you are. And so there's the community management experience, this kind of like a workflows feature, but then there's, there's also the more top of funnel, what happens before somebody's a member, you know, which is, of course, you can have like sales pages and checkouts and you can do, you know, all sorts of things like recurring memberships and yeah, yeah, yeah all that. So um, not, not order bumps yet, although that is uh, upcoming. Um, but then there's also just what happens when somebody becomes a member mm. uh, and then kind of that onboarding piece. And so it's really like the whole journey is, um, is something that like we're, we're always thinking about where, what we don't have and, and where we're kind of exploring is, the most top of funnel experience, which is just pure like landing pages and, you know, capturing emails and newsletters and that whole world, which is more top funnel, as you know, than, you know, the more mid funnel, deep funnel community experience, course experience. So Circle is still heavily focused more on that community side of things once someone's already purchased the course. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, probably even more than half on Circle, don't even have a course. They just have a community, oh, yeah. right? With Point. spaces yeah. and membership and access and people, you know, communicating. Mm. And then you know, maybe half have a course with some community components. Um, and so we're, you know, we're the place often where your people go after they've already given you their email address and maybe they've been subscribing to you in some way. Like we're not like an email service provider. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, gotcha. All right, cool. Um, so tell me more about like that community side of things, probably specifically the Zapier type function you were saying, where if someone does something in a community, they get a certain thing. 
Can you speak us through that and maybe give us some examples, like some some specific examples where it's like this person comments this exact thing, they get this course or, or whatever it is. Yeah, so, you know, if you were to take Pat Flynn as an example, one of the things that Pat and his team, they do really well. So they have, I think they have like 600 or a thousand members and, you know, it's, it's um it's a real you know profitable community very engaged but what Pat and his his team they do really well is they bring in the right members mm. and you think about it they they really want to make sure that they bring in members who know what they're committing to because the difference between a community and like an audience right is is you know an audience is one to many and and the members don't interact with each other but in a community you're signing up to contribute because you're going to be expected to reply to different, you know, members, introduce members to each other, reply to people in your DMs when they reach out, show up to events, give people feedback, share ideas. And the only way to get people to do that is upfront, be really clear with them. Mm. And so what Matt and Pat do is they have people apply, join the community, and, you know, then they're really focused in that initial application, they, by the way, it's a one-on-one -on -one call. They ex they set all those expectations, mm -hmm. but then when you join, wait, like when they let that person in, now it's all about how can I really deliver on that promise that I made them, right? Because as you're a community member, you're coming in with all these expectations, and so it's like, what can we do to make them feel they made a great choice and, and show them that they did the right thing, and so. A tool like Workflows can automate the entire onboarding process. So, you know, in the past, you might have that community manager or Patter Matt themselves. They might go and have a nice little video where you know somebody can watch that and get a lay of the land. But you know, with Workflows, what you'll do is there will be a video where that new member comes in. They see a nice video from Pat, kind of saying, you know, here's what you should do next. Might be a new member checklist. I go through and I take action on these different things. Maybe you know, the first thing is I go and get a lay of the land, right? And with onboarding, there's really three things that you need to do. The first thing is give people kind of a lay of the land. Where is everything in the community? How do I access the different things that I was promised, kind of in the sales process? The next thing, though is you want people to connect with another member, have one connection where they actually like have a conversation, they meet somebody face-to-face. -face. Third thing is you want people to get some type of like positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. And so what Matt and Pat do, they have this checklist where you know people go through it. They say, hey, at the end, I want you to send me a DM and I'm going to give you some type of cool gift or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But with a tool like Workflows, you can now automate this kind of stuff. So somebody takes this action, let's send them a DM. Let's give them the gift in the DM. Let me also look let at- me just, Let me just get my head around this, Andrew. So an example of that may, and just just because in my head, I've never logged into Circle, right? So I don't know what it looks like. Um, sure. And it could be a lot of same for listeners as well. What I'm kind of, in, and I originally was envisioning it to kind of like a Facebook group which I guess probably might not be too far off, but it could be yes, what you're saying right. is let's say I, I joined that and then I might get an automatic DM from Pat Flynn or whoever it may be saying, hey, Jono, you know, here's the law of the, watch this video, which basically shows you the law of the land where everything is, yada, yada, yada. Is that kind of what that first part is that you're saying? Yeah, you'll come right in and a video will pop up from Pat, you know, welcoming gotcha. okay. you. So it's Pat not necessarily say, a DM. It's more like a, a pop-up 
straight away. Big kind of video will take might take over the screen just on that first login, yeah. right? So you can set that up. And then Pat will tell you to go and go through this new member checklist. And he might say, oh, by the way, we gave you extra access to this thing over here. But first, I want you to go to the member directory and find one person to connect with. Here's uh, mm -hmm. some ideas for who you can search for. And then I want you to reach out to that person. Oh, by the way, after that, go here. When you've done that, I want you to send me a DM. Let me know you finished. Mm. And then get that. You can automate. All right, we're going to send people a gift when they kind of complete the checklist. Gotcha. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different things you can do where you can really like guide people through that first like 24 hours almost in the community to reinforce the purchase mm. uh, decision. And um and kind of set the tone for what their expectations are too, you know, in terms of how they'll contribute in the community. Cause it's not a one-to-many, you know, static course experience, the community, you need people active from day one. So mm -hmm. it's a big moment first day or two. I've got a couple questions. Uh, can we do a compare and contrast with a Facebook group? Is that okay? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, um, totally. Before we do that though, I've got a question just on communities in general. It sounds like, I'm not sure. I haven't um, looked into Pat's community, but it sounds like he's got a paid community that isn't necessarily with a course or and it doesn't even have to be Pat in general. Are there people out there that essentially have a community with Circle that someone would pay to be a member of, but there's not necessarily a course attached? The, the reason I ask is I think there's a lot, most people listening to this are kind of like, hey, I'm a course creator. I, the course is my main thing and I've got a community that goes along with it. Um, but yeah, are there people that just have the community, no course and, and it's a paid community. There are a lot of people who just have a paid community. And mm -hmm. by the way, a lot of people call these memberships. I would yeah. say the difference between a membership and a community is like a membership. I might pay to get access and I'll get access to content, you yeah. know, all of that. A community, I might get access to content. But I'm also maybe connecting with my other members, right? Whereas I may not necessarily be doing that in the membership. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a membership versus a community, it could be a membership community. Yeah. And then there's a course where a lot of times they're kind of what we would call like a community-led course where there might be parts of it that are static. I'm going in, I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. um, it's content that's already been created. Yep. But there's also community components. Mm -hmm. And so that's super common. Uh, so Matt and Pat, they have a paid community experience, which is just community, no courses. Mm -hmm. um, they do things like book clubs in there and they share ideas and have events and experts come in and chat and all of that. But it's not like one kind of unique outcome-based course. Whereas mm -hmm. they also have uh, a few courses that are kind of part of their all access pass. I unlock a bunch of access, but I also get community alongside it. It's two different experiences. Mm, gotcha. That's great. Awesome. All right. Let's compare and contrast Facebook groups. I'll share a couple of things I do in my Facebook groups, Andrew, and let me know um, if they can be done on circle and then if it can be automated as well. Right. Sure. So yeah. Let me go through the first one or a common thing we do is every week we make a post. Hey guys, let's welcome all the new members, you know, tag all the new members. Um, as a member of this group here, you get free access to this course here. Comment below games or whatever it is, um, and we'll get you over the link to your free course. Can it be done circle? Can it be automated? 
be done in Circle. It could be automated. Though, potential difference is that in an ideal world on Circle, that's kind of happening in the same place. So, you know, it's all in the same UI when I go from my that link to the uh, the course. Gotcha. With Circle, you'd still make a post, right? I would still make a post or the the community manager will make a post saying welcome that people still get tagged and i'm guessing yeah. if they comment below i don't need to manually send them a link that kind of just unlocks it it either i guess it either sends them a dm saying right you know this course well, is now on yeah sorry you go no so you know it's a good so a great way to think about it is actually it's kind of circle feels very similar to like if Slack and Facebook had a baby because there are the channels on the left-hand side, you call them spaces. And so okay. you can have a po you know post space, which is where you can post, oh, have yes. replies, comments all nested and threaded. But yep. there's also spaces where it could be just, I'm going to have real-time chat like in Slack. And mm -hmm. you kind of have a series of, of spaces or channels. Gotcha. Uh, there's not like, is there like a Facebook feed? We're like, if, you know, on a Facebook group, I log in there and there's just everyone and everything. It's less slacky where there's, you know, the things down the left with a specific topic. There's a major feed as well, is there? There's one major kind of like home feed and then there's a bunch of channels on the left-hand side. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, cool. So say with that example back with the Facebook group, if I was doing that on, or if you were doing, there's probably a million ways you could do it, but if you were doing it on Circle, you'd still make the post in the main feed saying, welcome the new members. Uh, you get access to this free course by being a member. Comment below if you want it. Or are you saying that you don't even do that post because when someone joins, they automatically get that free thing? Or just run me through that a little bit. That I guess that yeah, process, so how would you do it on, on Circle? So totally up up to you. You know, I think most people, most people would just post manually, right? Because it's a little bit more... Um, authentic to just post manually and, and mm. so you know you would post and yeah that'd show up in the feed but of course there there are certain you know daily weekly prompts and things like that that you can just load up schedule them and then kind of watch the replies and comments come in and of course you get your own inbox where there's like a essentially it, as the admin i can then go in without having to go through the whole community and just find all the places where my I'm part of a conversation that's happening or, or I've been tagged. So you do like the at and the names and, and stuff like that. So, you know, we actually, it, it feels very much like um, from a functional perspective, posting, commenting, replying feels very much like Facebook or Slack. Gotcha. All right. The DMs. So what I do a lot of the time is I'll DM a new member manually. Mm -hmm. We'll do it, you know, hey, so-and-so, you know, welcome to the group. And this can be kind of one or two ways. It can either just... What we mainly do it for is interaction. You know, hey, Andrew, welcome to the group. Where are you from? Oh, cool. What do you do? Oh, great. Hey, you know, um, feel free to make a post in the group and introduce yourself. Is that kind of thing done on Circle or how would you kind of do that on Circle? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. 
But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. You would do it just like you do it on Facebook. So, you know, you'll go in, you can have one-on-one private messages, you can have group chats. Um, it's almost like the the inbox. And uh, it feels, you know, we didn't we didn't innovate there. It feels very much like uh, it would on, on Facebook or, or other platforms. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of, say, like engagement posts, that would work the same as well? If there's just going to be, you know, in Facebook groups, you're with course creators, whatever. Hey, what's your favorite course platform? You might do it as a comment below. You might do it as a poll um, or whatever. What do you use for your email? How does on circle, same kind of thing. Are there polls? Run us through that side of things. Yeah, you know, uh, there are polls. It's funny, though, the polls was the the thing we put off the longest we built all this very complex impressive stuff polls the most basic thing was the most in-demand feature for the longest time that we we rolled out relatively recently um but yeah it feels very much like like facebook there i'd say the big difference in terms of like what you would find very obviously uh Mm -hmm. different than a facebook group is that that left hand sidebar instead of just being like one main feed that left-hand sidebar there are a bunch of different what we call spaces or channels where you can click through them and it pulls up different areas of the uh, community like a slack group or like a discord actually yeah. it's kind of more of that framing because that's the weakness of facebook isn't it it's kind of like a lot of comments in my someone will make a ask a question in a facebook group and a lot of the comments will be like oh just scroll through you'll find that was asked two weeks ago or whatever but the person's kind of like, no, I'm not scrolling through the speed of a thousand posts to find what was sent there. Whereas it sounds like on Circle, that's probably a lot easier. I can, I'm looking at course platforms for an example. I can scroll down. Oh, here's a thread that's already got course platforms. Let me join in there. Oh, I'm asking about email providers or whatever. Let me scroll through, find it there. That's the major difference there, is what you're saying? Yeah. So it's a little bit more searchable and discoverable. But you know what's really cool that, um, what that unlocks is essentially a new business model because, you know, if you take somebody like, uh, Pat Flynn from SPI, what they, <laughs> are you an affiliate for it? Have, you better hope you got an affiliate link. Cause you've mentioned him. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get a lot of people searching him and <laughs> he's an right. advisor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's an advisor to, um, to circle. He's a close friend of, of ours and he was, you know, one of our first customers. And so we really, almost built the product around Pat's business. But, you know, what they did was they, you know, they have multiple products, right? So they might have their membership where when I get access to the membership, I unlock access to all these spaces and the conversations happening in all the spaces. But then what I can do is I might have another product where, you know, maybe it's just for VIPs or it's more premium or it's like like maybe I do coaching and I give my kind of special students, you know, access to those spaces and I can have kind of a big screen, like a lock screen, almost looks like a little mini sales page within the community experience saying, Hey, if you want to unlock access to this, you'll have to be part of my coaching. And mm-hmm. then it takes you to a checkout to right. go buy it and buy it and unlocks access to that space. And so you can have different levels of access within this holistic experience. And that's what having different spaces or channels uh, gives you the opportunity to do. 
Yeah, that's great. Awesome. All right. Well, Andrew, I've got a few questions I like to always finish off with with my guests um, around mentors. Now, you can answer this in a few different ways. Ideally, what we want to do is give the listeners some tips here. So you can either answer this as your biggest mentors or even just people you recommend our listeners should check out. Maybe if we can make it specific to community, right? And if you can answer the question in three different ways, if you can give us um, either who your best paid mentor was for community, so someone that you you know paid money to, you did their course, or their coaching program or whatever, um, or if you haven't, just recommend someone who has a good course or coaching program on community. Same thing for unpaid. So someone that you know you haven't paid or doesn't necessarily have a paid thing, but their their social media is just filled with tips on community. They've got a podcast for tips on community, uh, and then also a book that either you've read or you recommend everyone else should read about community. So mentors about community, paid, unpaid, and book. You know the first um, the first person who comes to mind as as somebody who we we've paid and we've actually paid them to come in and literally teach about it because mm -hmm. uh we so highly is uh, her name is noel uh flowers and noel she has a great blog on building community she actually used to be the community manager for teachables customer community um and so uh she's great she came in and, and did a lot of training and, and you should look up her, her stuff. Cause she, she's a lot of people that have opinions and advice and all that, but they've never really done it before. And Noel's done it before. Uh, the other person who we haven't paid, um, but is a, a mentor of ours and we learn a ton from is a guy named Brendan Burchard who has a oh. community called growth day. And so he's, um, you should look up growth day. He runs, uh, one of the best communities online, it's a paid community. He also has a lot of courses and and kind of this whole kind of you know ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's really great to learn from. I would go and like buy his lower price products and see how he markets and does all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, best marketing education you can get. And the third, oh, a book mm -hmm. on community. So. The truth is, there's not a book that I would strongly recommend. I could strongly recommend it with like a straight face. Yeah. Um, I I can tell you right now. Actually, what I what I could tell you is, so we have ten thousand communities. We just put out this benchmark report, and it's eighty seven pages. It's basically we looked at the 10,000 communities, all the product usage, the ones that are like really successful, what are they doing different? We found the top 10% of them. We call them platinum communities and it includes cohort-based courses and memberships. Um, it is uh, the most in-depth community report I've ever seen. Uh, that I think is is worth taking a look at. If you Google circle benchmark report, you can find it. It's totally free, by the way. Uh, you should go take a look at it. I'm going to check it out as soon as I get off this podcast. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, Andrew's going to be a lot of people listening to this being like, all right, I want to check out Circle. Andrew seems pretty cool himself. I want to follow him. Um, where do we go to find out more about Circle? Where do we go? And can we follow you personally as well? Yeah. Well, you know, just go to circle.so if, if you're interested in exploring, you know, what creating a community could be like to start a trial. It's all free. You can go in there and play around and, and see what it's like. And, uh, you can always feel free to reach out to me. My email is andrew at 
Dot.so, you have any questions or uh, just go to Twitter, but good luck spelling my last name. <laughs> I do have a question, actually. If I Google yeah. circle, do you come up number one or does the Wikipedia of a circle come up? Like where, where are you on the SEO rankings of, of the word circle? It's a great question. We are number two. We are oh, um, ahead goodness. of, we are ahead of the shape circle, uh, ah, but we are behind, right. we are behind the financial company uh, circle. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. My co-founders and I, we, we went back and forth in the early days a lot about the name. Do we change it? We just kind of picked it ad hoc for like really quickly. Um, but it hasn't held us back yet. And so, you know, it's never been like the right time to change it. And so at this point, I think we're stuck with it. Yeah, number one in Australia. I'll show you this. Really? Yeah. So in Australia, you've got obviously your sponsored ad up here, which is coming up number one. Um, oh, yeah. Look at that. One, yeah. You've got Very cool. Wikipedia is number two. You've got the film, number three, Wikipedia. And then this is the, because yeah, they, yeah. they must be American, I'm guessing. Circle. That's got to be. Yeah. So an American company, they're going to go lower down in Australia. So there you go. Number one in Australia. Uh, you just made my circle. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Andrew, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? or anything you wanted to finish us off with? No, I just uh, really appreciate you inviting me on. This has been a lot of fun. Just great to, by the way, I, I know we're doing this the exact opposite times of the day. So you're getting <laughs> me in my worst and I'm yeah, getting yeah. you at your best. Yeah, yeah, I manipulated it, right? I'm like, I could yeah. do it the other way, but uh, now I'm going to manipulate it in, in my favor. Yeah, you're all bright, high energy, your <laughs> natural light, kitchen looks <laughs> great. <laughs> and you so what do you, what do you got 9 p.m over there or something no it's 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 uh 5 5 p.m so no oh, gotcha where uh what state are you in pennsylvania yeah okay so yeah it is still flying across you're not going to social media world are you andrew no i have been there a couple okay. times but yeah is it in san diego this year or somewhere yeah else? san diego yeah yeah i'm going a couple couple uh weeks nice yeah. it's uh do you have do you have like an australian crew that you yeah. meet there like travel yeah. with yeah 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 nice. cool um awesome all right andrew well thank you for your time thanks so much see you jonah Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get the, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 